Welcome to episode 633 of the PS Nation podcast, where our heat index is still stupid high where Michael and I live, and it's really hot. Yeah, and I had to lower my AC for recording, so let's <laughs> let's do this. It's actually uh, you a know nice. What? I would actually degrees. take that ambient noise because I know that you would be comfortable. Because when I go to work and I'm actually watching you drink that glass of water right now and it's like dripping. <laughs> oh yeah, that's this was ice when we started talking. <laughs> It's supposed to be worse, uh, so it's um, you know it's like we're gonna hit a hundred Thursday. Yeah, and the heat index is supposed to just be insane, like in July, like eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth, or whatever, like in the Midwest. So mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. I'm sure it's hot everywhere, but oh man, yeah. yeah we complain uh, about Midwest. it being too cold, you yeah. know, and then it's like, we complain about it being too hot. Something special about that Midwest heat, though. It's it's brutal. Waiting you for least, that. If you're downtown, man, you at least have some of those buildings to kind of like have shade and have wind move around and stuff like that right i uh, no, downtown's still a little further out i can see downtown from like my window but it, i'm not that close so like what's your walk to work like well now i have to take the the bus since i moved oh okay uh so at least i'm in the air-conditioned bus for a little bit but there's like a 10 minute walk once i get off the bus to go to work and oh my god that's brutal especially yeah. coming off an air-conditioned bus it just like yeah. hits you way harder than if you just like because that was like the when we were in Los Angeles for E3, like that was the like the heat never bothered me. But what bothered me is like the amount of time that you and I were outside walking from mm-hmm. point A to point B, like the back, the straps on my backpack would start like like making me sweat and things like that, or the bag on my shoulder and things. Yeah, like that's that. why I didn't wear any gray shirts. I, I tortured <laughs> myself by wearing uh, black shirts, but at least I didn't have to have sweat marks. <laughs> Nothing worse than like sitting down for an appointment, and you take a backpack off, and you just have an imprint of uh, your backpack, just sweat. <laughs> Backpack sweat's the best sweat, though. No. I know. Nope. I'm just kidding. Nope. <laughs> All right. So, um, not a, again, still, you know, like like our episode last week was titled, a little bit of dog days of summer. Um, not a whole lot going on. Waiting on some, you know, it's a really good time for people to, like, companies to drop some news. I wish they would do something. Like, they could actually, like, control the market for, like, a whole week. <laughs> good I mean, time to th- drop a bombshell. Yeah. Other than, like, Prime Day strikes or people's, like, revolting against Amazon. Well, we did get the Switch Lite announcement last week, so Nintendo took advantage of it. Yeah. At least, and that looks like a device. <laughs> it's a device. I was just kind of disappointed with the Switch Lite, but at the same time, it's in turquoise, so I kind of want it. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm The Switch is on my list for, like, the summer. Um, there's enough, there's the library's broad enough now for there's some, there's some stuff I want. Owen's getting old enough that I think that they would be a good entry point for him. Um and I was like, cool, like a new model might mean the price drop for the current model. But with this thing being so pigeonholed into what it is, they're not going to price drop the other one. Yeah, people keep asking, like, oh, where's the Switch Pro? It's like, no, that's just the regular Switch. Yeah. The regular Switch is the Switch Pro. And so. Switch Lite just drops most of the features that kind of would makes it a Switch. It doesn't Switch anymore. Like, yeah. it's it's not. It's just the handheld thing sad when they release a new version of it and it's like it's got a d-pad it's like oh that, that, that's it but it's in turquoise and i like that yeah i, I can't wait to see show. all the skins like all the skins like, this thing has got special edition skins written all over oh it. my god yeah that's what they kind of just did with the ds like the yeah. 2ds and the 3ds the last like two three years every couple yeah. months it was like hey here's a new color new logo on it I love Nintendo, you know, but there's still something to be said about, like, yeah, the opportunity to play Zelda on the go and stuff like that, but my hands aren't that small, so in terms of, like, 
yes, the, the desire to you know, play a game on the couch or laying down in bed or like in the car is there. But it just there's a point in time where I want to be able to put it and play it on TV. Yeah, yeah which is yeah. what the regular Switch would be for you then. Right. That's why I was hoping it would drop in price, but I don't think it will now. So No, I think that it's going to just permanently be at 300 maybe when the new consoles come out they'll drop yeah. the price on it to be competitive but at the most like 50 dollars. right so just getting into some of the basic nuts and bolts uh, you can subscribe to the podcast by whatever podcast service you use whether it's podcast attic and stitcher or uh, apple podcast whatever the heck they're called now one of the three or four different apps that you have to do to listen to stuff on apple products now um, Spotify, we're on Spotify. You can stream it on your PS4. You can download it on psnation.com, just the direct RSS feed. Apologies, massive apologies for whatever went on with the feed last week. I know sometimes you guys get annoyed when I apologize for apologizing, but I've got some new software. Um, I, you know, I'm not using the Mac uh, Tower PC as much as I was as I used to, and I'm using um, Windows and stuff like that. And I have a couple of new programs, and just some things happened, and then. I'm still learning the software, and it caused a lot of issues, so I do oh, apologize. Oh, that's what you're apologizing for on the feed. I thought the other thing. <laughs> so um, if you guys had a bunch of downloads or things like that or a random F 632s or 630 turning into 631 or whatever the hell happened that I don't know what happened, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, then you can also stream the podcast on Stitcher. So we're going to jump right into some of the news um, and a bit of news that we got a hint at at E3. Now we have an, a date for. Yeah, Black Desert. Uh, I guess it's just Black Desert, not Black Desert Online, but Black Desert Online or Black Desert. <laughs> no online. Uh, the MMORPG me and Dave uh, went to like an announcement event for is coming to PS4 on August 22nd. Uh, currently, there's pre-orders because uh, it's not a free to play MMO or you have to buy in at least. Uh, but they're like $100 pre-orders uh, for like special editions and ultimate editions. Uh, but I figured it would be a good idea to put this in just because we did see this at E3 and it seemed pretty cool. Uh, the way they presented it to us was kind of not a good way to present this because they kind of <laughs> just, hey, just pass off between whoever yeah, the hell it, last it, played. It felt more like a fan event. Mm-hmm. No, it definitely was. That it did definitely. for something and like an opportunity for them to show like... There's a lot of people that own PS4s that don't own Xbox Ones, and you know, or and I feel like they were just kind of catering towards their Black Desert players already, and like here's another place for you to play it, and versus like you and I were like, okay, like obviously this has some kind of following, like you know, and it makes money, like it definitely makes money, definitely um, makes money, or prints money, one of the two, like because like the stuff that they were trying to to accomplish at E3, like they rented out a section of a Los Angeles downtown movie theater, like. <laughs> Yeah, they they rented a theater in the theater and then yeah. a second floor and like <laughs> half the first floor. So we were actually like, and then and then when I got to play the game, I was even a little bit more intrigued by it, like trying to like understand like what type of MMO it is and stuff. And it looked amazing. Like all these MMOs look so cool. Like like I talked about last week of Final Fantasy and stuff like that. The graphics on these games look awesome, and I like the stories that I hear from these games are supposed to be like really good, and they're engaging people for not only like hours at a time but years at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and and this was one of the MMOs that I, I like the combat because a lot of times with MMOs I just don't feel like the combat's that interactive, and this was right. pretty cool. Uh, there apparently they have hundred player guilds, so it must be popular enough if they put guild support for and advertise a hundred players in a guild. Yeah. 
I, I wonder well, if Destiny it's... has 100 player guilds too. That doesn't mean but anything Desti- all the time. Destiny 1 was super popular. And Destiny didn't have, 2. Didn't have guilds then. <laughs> didn't have guilds then. When they added guilds, people were kind of done with it. Yeah. Uh, but it's one of those games that is really popular on PC and Xbox. I don't think it has crossplay or anything like that because I feel like they would advertise it to have crossplay. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't maybe hear down about the road. Crossplay or cross save or anything like that. So. Nothing, nothing about that. Yeah. Maybe it'll come down later on when Sony opens those floodgates. But it's good to know that it's coming out because they said it was coming out soon. But they joked at the presentation when they were talking about it coming out for Xbox, they missed the mark by like three, four months. <laughs> yeah, which is why they didn't want to announce a release date at the event. Uh, and a smart move because you know now it's they announced it in June and it's coming out in August. So. So fast turnaround time, or a perceived fast turnaround time. Yeah, I I think that they had a problem taking the the port from PC to console, and then obviously they had some deal with Microsoft that was like a year or something, mm-hmm. and then they were able to bring it to PlayStation. So it sounds like the taking it from PC to console was a challenge. Now taking it from console to console maybe doesn't seem to be as much of a challenge. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, Man of Medan will have multiplayer. Yeah, Madan. Madan. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, Matt, I don't know uh, what you put these stories in here. <laughs> I played this at E3 as well. A lot of E3 follow-up. Uh, okay. Supermassive games, uh, people that made Until oh, Dawn. okay. This is their, you know, their anthology series. The Dark Pictures anthologies, Man of Madan. They are adding a multiplayer, two multiplayer modes to this. Uh, the first multiplayer mode is Shared Story which you play this with one friend online and everything you do together, I think you switch off and make different choices that affect each other. But it's, you're basically playing the game co-op with someone online. And you can actually see the screen. And the screenshot's an article on a PlayStation blog. They had like a player one screen, a player two screen, and you can see the other person playing while you're doing it. And then the other mode is called Movie Night Mode, which is five people local couch co-op where everyone kind of like votes it sounds like you're making decisions together or you simp- or you pass the it's not that it's not the decisions together it's uh, passing the controller along so each person gets mm-hmm. assigned a character and you just pass the controller to the person once that character comes up uh, so it's just new ways to play until dawn and I, I have done this before with games with decisions where you play it with multiple people uh, and uh, when uh, Bandersnatch came out for Netflix, that's how we watched Bandersnatch at like a Christmas party is we each mm-hmm. just had the controller and just kept passing it along between people. And that's actually a fun way to play. So it, it's a good idea that they would use that idea and integrate it properly into the game where you are assigning characters to people that are in the room next to you and just pass the controller along and see where they take the story go. And then, you know, you can fight each other, you know, in the room when someone kills a character off or makes a bad decision. Uh, Because I feel like these always lead to some sort of physical altercation in real life when someone kills a character or makes a horrible, horrible decision. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And then a game you were pretty curious about what was going to happen to this after the Double Fine acquisition. Yeah, I was curious. It wasn't I was curious about. I was confident. That it wasn't going to lose a platform. Uh, Psychonauts 2, uh, Double Fine, was acquired by Microsoft. And the big worry was, is Psychonauts 2 no longer coming to 
PS4, but I figured all that, all the 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 fig Kickstarter backup type thing. Yeah, I, I always have to say fig and Kickstarter in the same sentence because I think people forget fig is around and still <laughs> exists. Uh, but people were worried that oh, is it's not coming to PS4 anymore because of Microsoft. And it's like no, they advertised it as right. PS4. The contracts are already inked. But Double Fine did have to deliver bad news that it's been delayed till 2020. Which, bad news kind of sucks, but it also at least means they, they, I mean, they have more money now. They have Microsoft money, so they can now probably not rush the game out and take their time and build a better product. And from people, from what I've heard, and some people that I talked to that played Psychonauts 2 at E3 or saw a presentation, we didn't have an appointment with them. People weren't really too impressed with it. So maybe they took some of that feedback and that's played a part in the delay or they got the money from Microsoft and were like, we can afford to take time now and make sure this product is like what people expect or want. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you just have to wait until 2020 now to play it. I still have never played the first Psychonauts and it's like one of my like backlog shame because it's been Mm -hmm. in my backlog since the PS2. Uh, but yeah. All right. Uh, and then a Halo creator is making a new game. Yeah, we have uh, Mark or Marcus uh, Leto. He announced a new studio, V1 Interactive, and their first game is Disintegration, which is a science uh, sci-fi first-person shooter. So he's not going too far out of his wheelhouse for this one. Uh, so it's a former. Uh, Bungie uh, developer and you know co-creator of Halo, his new game. There, there will be more from this game at Gamescom. Uh, there's a teaser trailer out now and shows I think is a vehicle. At first, I thought it was a racing game because <laughs> it, it looks like a vehicle, but that could be a weapon. I, I, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's cool to see uh, creator of Halo coming out with a new game and a new studio. Uh, though I, I wouldn't be... I, I was wondering if, like, when, once Bungie went independent, if, like, we would get, like, some reunions from people that left, their, you know, either during the Microsoft days or in the early Activision days mm-hmm. come back to Bungie, but looks like he's doing his own studio. Uh, and it's being published by Private Division, uh, which is the... It's like an indie publisher company from take two interactive they're the ones doing out the outer worlds and a couple other games are kind of doing like smaller games but like a high quality smaller game like a high quality indie game or the horrible like remember a couple years ago people tried to say triple i for indie <laughs> uh, but it looks like this is going to be another game under the private division uh label from take said, two. like that term like indie is almost just like gone away now yeah, it, it make it makes no sense now, especially Bungie is the biggest indie studio. Yeah, I mean it's just like or Kickstarters, like indie games are getting like almost the same budgets as AAA games from Kickstarter and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a kind of almost useless term now, but it's just how we <laughs> basically label anything that's not sixty dollars. It's like right. well, it's not sixty indie. <laughs> so, all right, that's the news for uh, this week. So again, slightly light news week, as like stated before. Um, 
And we have new releases for Tuesday, July 23rd. So date, what is this called? Date Alive Rio Reincarnation, $49.99, rated M for Mature. What is this game? I've been getting so, a ton of emails. Oh, it's Idea Factory. This is going to be a graphic novel type oh okay yeah so uh multiple dates multiple outcomes with 11 characters to choose from and over 150 dating events who you choose is up to you so it's a revy game <laughs> yes uh, people don't know what that reference is though <laughs> two hands revy yeah, one of our community a, members that apparently likes these games he so. loves these games <laughs> Um, and then on Friday, July 26th, we have a whole lot of Wolfenstein. So Wolfenstein Youngblood Deluxe Edition, which I cannot believe is coming out already. I feel like it was... I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm going to have to probably buy this just because I want to play some co-op. <laughs> is it local co-op or is it just online multiplayer co-op? Um, I, I need think to look it's that just up. online, so... Um, I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure it's online co-op for sure. Like, I don't know if local is a thing or not. So, but okay. So there's the the, the deluxe edition, which is thirty nine ninety nine, um, and then there's just Wolfenstein Youngblood regular edition that is twenty nine ninety nine, and then the other thing that's coming out that day as well is Wolfenstein Cyberpilot VR, which looked crazy. Yeah. With the VR stuff that they showed. So a lot of Wolfenstein coming out on July twenty sixth, and then also. Uh, Kill, kill a kill. Ki- yeah, kill it's a kill. <laughs> you could tell I was going to struggle to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kill a Kill is coming out. And this is an anime, like you said. So, Kill a Kill is. If. Kill a Kill If is an action. What is this? How do you say the name of this game? Kill a Kill If? No, Kill a Kill. So, why, when I click on the link, does it say Kill a Kill dash if dash PlayStation 4? I have no fucking idea. Then I guess th- that's the name of the. The name of the anime is Kill a Kill. So what I is guess. that little logo next to the word, like on the box I, art there? I guess if. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kill a Kill if. if is an action fighting game based off the the popular cult anime series. Features popular characters from the series and includes the original voice actors in Japanese as well as the original voice actors who voice the U.S. anime series. So, it's a uh, it's a cool anime, but a lot of these anime video game adaptations just feel like cash in. So we'll see what this turns out to be. I'm sure the side quest will be all over this one. <laughs> uh, Kill a Kill is an okay anime. Never, never finished. Never gonna get too into it. Yeah. So those are your new releases, uh, pretty much for the last week of July. So we're getting getting into August, and then we'll get into some of the fourth quarter September stuff soon. It's crazy. Yeah. And um, I did look. Uh, yeah. Young Blood is online co-op only. Oh, interesting. So I was only. really hoping for some split screen. Yeah. Um, so all of the above mentioned or recently <laughs> mentioned new releases have affiliate links attached to them through Amazon. So if you would like to make those purchases, click on the show notes and you it will take you directly to the Amazon affiliate links that we get a commission for when you make a purchase. Um, those help us and support us in ways to help pay for things um, that we need. So if you could use that, that was great. It is greatly appreciated. And then we also have uh, other merchandise stores like Zazzle.com where you can get a bunch of our merchandise. You can make your own custom things and customize stuff with our logo and your name and your gamer tag or whatever you want to do. Um, and then our video services, so twitch.tv slash psnation, um, where I haven't been streaming as much because I've been working because I have to work a lot to go on vacation. Um, so where we are an affiliated Twitch channel. 
which that means is that you can subscribe to us. Uh, you can subscribe to us for free if you have Twitch Prime. Um, if not, you can just use a tier one sub and subscribe to us as well. It's four ninety nine. So, um, and you can also go to youtube.com slash PS Nation and you can drop a follow on there and you can see when we upload typically our replays from Twitch. So there's a bunch of games that are, you know, a bunch of replays that are loaded up on there when we are working on them. So um, that is what we have there. And we did not have any reviews hit the site this week. So um, myself and Michael are both a little bit behind on our writing, and maybe one day we'll catch up on it. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Probably not. So. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so what we're playing and watching, you want to go first? Yeah, my, my list is relatively short. Uh, still, Apex is keeping my attention uh, with the new season. Not a much to where I'm playing it like constantly, like I'm playing Overwatch again. But Apex is one of those games where when I don't care about being competitive, it's kind of my, my go-to, like, before recorder we're talking about, you know, like Destiny is like your, your go-to relaxation thing. A- Apex has definitely been kind of that because I don't care if I win or lose in that game. Like, I don't get frustrated or upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to when I play Overwatch where I'm just a little too competitive and can get a little frustrated when things don't go uh, the way I want them to go to, especially that community is a little bit more vocal in terms of sending private messages or just people angry in the chat. So I've been playing Apex. Uh, haven't won any games in season two, despite playing like a couple dozen. Uh, and then Overwatch, I've just been struggling in uh, platinum, trying to keep my platinum ranking, uh, but constantly teetering, uh, going back to gold for a couple games, then popping up back to platinum. And they just started their summer uh, event season. Which they they're changing things up a little bit. They they have like their special costumes that you can randomly unlock with loot boxes, or if you have currency, you can purchase it. Uh, and the currency is earned through duplicates from loot boxes. But they also added a new way of they added basically weekly challenges to the game, which is relatively new. They started that uh, a little bit probably like two months ago with one of the characters, and now they're just doing like three weekly. Uh, for as long as the event's going, is going to be three different weekly challenges which is mm-hmm. really simple it's like win nine games and you unlock an epic skin for this particular character and they're gonna do that every single week uh which is pretty low standard for a pretty low bar to, to climb over uh to unlock the skins but it's a good way to play and it might get you to play like quick play matches or something outside mm-hmm. of competitive because competitive games can take a good chunk of time but you can knock out quick play matches really really fast so it has me playing overwatch or interested in playing overwatch outside a competitive and maybe live a slightly less stress filled <laughs> life because overwatch competitive is pretty stressful and the community seems to be doing really well right now my my matchmaking time is seconds uh, as opposed to a couple months ago i think i talked about it and like i'm waiting like maybe a minute or two sometimes up to five minutes to get in a competitive match right now mm-hmm. for whatever reason i don't know if it's because it's new season but it's only taking at max 10 to 30 seconds oh, wow. to, to get into a game, which is really nice because of all the communities that Overwatch has, console I would always figure to be the community to die faster than the PC community. Um, and then I have been dabbling uh, with Xbox Game Pass on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I subscribe to that because that dollar 
thing right. was happening. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, for sure. It was like almost like a no-brainer during E3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I did I did a dollar for the first month, and every month after that, it's five dollars, which is like okay. Uh, you know my Subway sandwich rule. If it's less than a Subway sandwich, then it's probably worth doing. So I've been messing with that. You would never let me take him to Subway in, at E3 either. No, because if I'm, I only <laughs> eat Subway because it happens to be by my work. I would not eat at Subway any other reason. I, I'm just giving you crap. Yeah, fuck Subway. Jersey Mike's, that's pretty good. Do you not have those there? There's like one or two, but they're kind of I didn't really far. realize that, yeah, they're all over the place here. So I didn't even realize that you hadn't really eaten at those very often, so... Yeah, there, there's like maybe two that I know of, but Jersey Mike's isn't so good that I'm like, oh, I'm going to go travel 30 minutes out of my way for Jersey Absolutely. Mike's. Absolutely. Yeah, but if I see one, I'm like, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So I've been uh, dabbling in Xbox Game Pass, which doesn't have a ton of games like on PC because they're just building out that library, but it had a decent amount of games. I think I counted like 25 games that I wanted to play and I don't already own. So that was enough of a reason for me to get it. Uh I've been downloading some games. It's frustrating, though, because they shoehorned Xbox Game Pass into the Microsoft App Store on PC, and it's horrible, because when you... They shoehorned what? I'm sorry? They shoehorned Xbox Game Pass into the Microsoft App Store. So instead of you opening up like an Xbox app or Xbox Game Pass app, you open up the Microsoft Store app and then you go to the game section and then it'll list all the games on it, which include mobile games that aren't in part of Game Pass and just regular PC games and uh, games that are part of Game Pass, it'll say buy now or there's like a little tab once you click into the game that's like, it, or included with your Xbox Game Pass, and then you click install instead of purchase. So it's like kind of shoehorned in in terms of it's not a seamless, perfect application for it. It's just kind of attached to it. So it's kind of annoying when you scroll through the list of games and you're like, uh, is that Game Pass? Click it. Okay, no, it's not Game Pass. Let me click out. And you, you know, go into or to our basically what I ended up doing is I just go to the Game Pass website in Chrome, see what games are on Game Pass, and then search for them in the Microsoft App Store. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I'm hoping that they they figure something out or put a section in the App Store that's just for Xbox Game Pass. Because even uh, there's a link when you first open a game, uh, the Microsoft App Store that says like, oh, Xbox Game Pass, get it now, and you click it. Or view library, and you click it, and it takes you to uh, the web browser to view the Mm -hmm. games. It's it's clunky. Uh, But I've been playing a game called Void Bastards. came out in like may or april it's a first person shooter uh from the developers of bioshock and system shock 2 it, it's got a cool uh comic book art style to where like if you run you get like those lines like white lines that show that you're running oh yeah uh-huh. and when you shoot and like characters when they're talking kind of just like dialogue or not dialogue blocks but you know like word clouds and bubbles type thing pop up mm-hmm and the basic premise of the game is you play as prisoners who are towed to uh, scavenge. Uh, you know, like, there's, like, ships out in space that you need to just try and raid and make sure you get all the supplies off the ship. Uh, but you're expendable. So if you die, it's not game over. They just release another prisoner to do the job. So you don't have to really worry about characters unless you happen to like a character's traits because all the prisoners do have different traits. Current prisoner I have now 
has a defect where he smokes too much, which means he will cough at random times, which will then alert enemies if they're <laughs> nearby. So I'll occasionally cough, and then it's like, oh, I can't be stealth with this guy. And the missions are pretty straightforward. It's almost roguelike, where you just uh, head into a spaceship, and it's get a certain amount of supplies and bail out. Like, th there'll be some basic stuff, just like, hey, we need fuel or we need to launch a FTL mm -hmm. on a ship so you just do that task and there'll be rooms that you can't get into unless you have certain access or have enough stats or you know like different like attributes needed to get through things so it almost has like that metroidvania type aspect of like oh, I'm going to come back to the ship later once I acquire a new weapon or I have a strong enough weapon to knock enemies out or if I craft something they allow me access to the full ship, and then I get more supplies for my like future prisoner. Uh, so it's really cool. It's got it's got like a snarky sense of humor to it, which is which is I always appreciate uh, games mm -hmm. that don't take themselves super serious and are kind of smartass <laughs> with some of the stuff. Right. And it's th this alone playing Void Bastards because I'm only playing it for a dollar, and I think it's like a twenty thirty dollar game makes Xbox Game Pass like worth it for me just to experience uh, this game. And I already have my list of games that I'm going to play as soon as I'm done with Void Bastards. Like Sea of Thieves is on my list. Uh, I'm downloading Sunset Overdrive as we speak because that's one of the games that I almost bought an Xbox for because I love Insomniac games and I was their exclusive with Microsoft. Mm -hmm. But now I get to play it on my PC and I use the Astro controller because it's a plug-and-play on oh, PC. Nice. Yeah. And it's a PlayStation controller, so it feels good. And I'm actually getting better with the X and A uh, circle <laughs> button thing because I've been using the Astro controller so much on my PC. Uh, that's it for 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 playing. Um, I did buy a shit ton of games uh, the last couple of days, not related to Prime Day, but just. PSN had the retro sale, so I bought the Ace Attorney trilogy because I've never played the Ace Attorney games. And enough people told me if I liked the Danganronpa games that I would like Ace Attorney because I, I kind of like the court trial stuff. Okay. So I bought that. Uh, I bought Okami HD because uh, apparently I need to play that because so. it's a Zelda game, but yeah. you play as a wolf, and I've never beat a Zelda game, so maybe this would be the first Zelda game I beat. And it's not an actual Zelda game. And then I never finished Bully uh, when that originally came out. I remember that was a game that I rented from Hollywood Video a couple times as a kid, but I never fully beat it because uh, I would always have to return the game. So I bought that because it was like 7 or $8 on PSN, so I just figured, screw it, let me buy it. It's probably as cheap as the Rockstar game is going to go. So I bought that right. as well. And then I bought Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, or I pre-ordered it on Amazon, so I'll get it Friday. Yeah, I love the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. It's a Switch exclusive, but I'll deal with it. Um, I'm probably going to have to have Sarah play Marvel Ultimate Alliance with me, even though she has no interest in playing it. I'm, I need a co-op partner, and I hear the online for most Switch games is terrible, so I expect this online to be terrible as well. So it's going to have to be local co-op. How do they not fix that yet? So. I was watching people try to play uh, Mario Maker online, and it was, like, horrible. 
and that's Mario Maker. That's a flagship Nintendo game. Right. So I, I can't imagine what a non-flagship Nintendo game online is right. going to be, especially if, I, studios that know exactly what they're doing with the Switch hardware. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and more of Ultimate Alliance, I think, is like a four-player online co-op game. So I don't oh, even want to know how the Switch would handle that. Uh, so I'm going to probably talk about a lot of games next week. Uh, on top of what other games I end up getting, especially if I end up purchasing uh, Wolfenstein, Youngbloods, or Youngblood, because I'm right. super interested in that. Uh, and then uh, a lot of wrestling this week, like a lot of, lot of wrestling, like an <laughs> ungodly amount of wrestling. Uh, Saturday we had AEW's Fight for the Fallen. It was okay. Uh, AEW started at a super high what their their like their first show and like this is the third or fourth show in and it seems to be kind of like ooh I don't know what the future of this company is going to be. Then WWE ran an evolved tenth anniversary show, which is an independent company out in Philly. They ran their show on their network, which was really interesting because they borrowed uh, some of their talent to go to this company and do like independent show like in a tiny arena which was pretty cool to watch. And then there was WWE did Extreme Rules on Sunday, which was an overall pretty good show. Uh, I won't get too deep in it because I don't want to lose Dave here. <laughs> no, you're but, good. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, it was a pretty good show. I, we have a question I'll answer later on about it. I, I enjoyed it. It was pretty predictable with everything they do, but it set up some good storylines for SummerSlam, which is only like three weeks away. So hopefully they can work on some of their storylines, make it a little bit more interesting. But they they at least have the opportunity to make a really good SummerSlam right now. It's just a matter of execution for them, which they, they are not known for. Uh, and then I think that that might be it. I don't think I'm watching anything. I, I just finished the defunct land Jim Henson special, which, as I predicted, it was just about his funeral, which was really depressing to watch. Because, like, if, if you want to cry, watch the defunct land Jim Henson special. Like, the last one, it was just all about, like, his last couple years of him trying to work with Disney, because he... He kind of had an inkling that he was wasn't doing well, and he wanted to make sure his legacy was taken care of. So he reached out to Disney to acquire the Muppets because he knew he could like trust Disney to a certain point. But apparently, that was frustrating just working with Disney because their lawyers got involved. Like he had a handshake with the CEO, and then once they had to like you know put ink to paper, that's when it got hectic. And then right. That deal ended up, he, he died when they were negotiating that deal, and then that deal didn't finish for 10 years after uh, he passed, That's and crazy. they started negotiations for the deal. So it was in- interesting to see how that kind of affected him, and then he, his, he passed pretty suddenly, and then just how that affected the community. Uh, but it's super fascinating, especially once you realize how many things Jim Henson actually had his hand in in like the 80s, 70s and 80s. Like it, I even like was surprised with some of the things he was like working on. Uh, but definitely recommend uh, checking that out. I think now it's like five or six episodes in total, about a half hour each episode. Pretty good. Uh, but what about you, Dave? Um, not a whole lot. I'm half joking, half serious, but work's been, I'm on, I just finished a seven day run at work. 
I had a decent amount of time off before we recorded last episode, and then um, not so much <laughs> this this Always week. got to pay it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you want to go on vacation? Hey, have fun. <laughs> um, so, not a whole lot. Dabbled and watched uh, watched a couple episodes of uh, Supergirl again. I didn't realize. I think I realized during E3 there was another season on Netflix. Um, I don't know how far I am or not behind. I think I'm on like season four. Um, it's kind of frustrating when these shows take instead of just like following with like a supergirl versus a villain and the interline story of like alien racism and stuff like that i just want a show i want to watch a television show and i want to be entertained and i want to forget about whatever else is going on in the world for a little bit <laughs> and not have to like always think about things but um well, <laughs> well they're getting so, rid of one of their shows so like so i don't know did you ever watch designated survivor I don't. I have no idea what that is. Okay, so Designated Survivor was a show that came out like on um, either ABC or NBC, mm-hmm. um, and it was like somebody did a terrorist attack on the Capitol building, and the only one like the during the State of the Union and killed president, vice president, all of Congress. It's a Kiefer Sutherland show. Okay. Yes, I know about this. Yeah, so that show did okay. Um, the first couple seasons, it was on network TV. And then Netflix ended up picking it up a couple years later and did a third season. And then that was all about his reelection campaign and all about all the reelection stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was good and I was entertained by it. But some of the interlying things that they were talking about of like they used a lot of real footage from documentaries and stuff like that. Like I just I feel like I want to watch television shows and that and maybe that's why I like, you know, like some of the crime drama so much is because the the those crime dramas are somewhat interesting to me and the, like the twists that happen in them make me think and they don't make me think about like current events and all these shows are trying to do these current event things and it just kind of bothers me. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, if I'm if explaining that correctly or not. No, no, I kind of get it. Where you're just like, please, I need a distraction from the real world. Please yeah. let me just yeah. see a thing that doesn't remind me that the outside world is shit (laughs) yeah so i mean and like it's just like i really liked when you know she was you know like some of the earlier seasons of supergirl they're establishing the character and they're establishing her balancing her life as supergirl and as a reporter and and now it's like should she help because she's an alien and and i'm not saying this like in a bad way but since like and she's an alien so should should she be for the aliens or should she be for people and it's like but she portrays herself as a person and kryptonites look like humans like and it's just yeah it's getting into all this randomness that i'm like i just want to see you fly in the air and punch things yeah (laughs) um so yeah like i watched a little bit of that um done just been doing some trying to get some work done on the house and stuff like that when it wasn't 100 degrees outside um and getting ready to or i'm going to the smoky mountains in tennessee next week so kind of the, the whole family's going like 13 of us are staying in the house um so we'll see how recording goes next week if you don't hear me next week that's why <laughs> um and yeah i mean I've, I've played a little bit of destiny stuff they did they brought another you know another weapon out another exotic quest it was fun to play and cost me a lot of my materials they did a really cool thing like a really interesting thing of like oh you want something that we're going to offer you for the next month and you want it like today it's going to cost you a lot of glimmer and a lot of those materials that you've been grinding for for the last couple months and it just was like sucked them all out of my inventory because <laughs> the buy the the buy the tributes so they did like an in like a in-game like 
last two years in review. Like, oh, you did all this stuff. Like, check out these things that you did. And then you get to put down, like, this gold statue of, you know, doing these things. And you have, like, a tr- like a hall, like, an area you go to in the game that is your personal area of your things that you earned. And you get to put down your accomplishments. And you get to see them. Um, so that was, like, that's the people have been kind of asking for something like that. Um, for a long time, so it was it was kind of cool, um, putting down tributes and then doing a mission and getting a returning gun. Yeah, the gun's fun. It's, you know, it's another gun in the, in, a, in a looter game. It is what it is. Um, so, uh, and they've been you know pretty quiet about whatever they're gonna do with Shadowkeep. You know, like they haven't really nothing new has been coming out of that. So, um, but that is pretty much all that I have been playing and watching. Uh, which isn't much. Um, I don't really have a lot of stuff in my um, in my backlog. I kind of stepped away from doing an abundance of direct written reviews, so therefore um, you're not seeing a lot of stuff. I do have a lot of stuff coming though. I'm sitting in a new chair, in a new gaming chair, another Ewin uh, racing chair that they sent us, uh, similar to the one that Glenn has and Glenn reviewed on the site a couple months ago. This one's a lot smaller. Yeah, you're going to push this one to the limits, literally. <laughs> yeah. So the company asks for my height and my weight. And I'm 6'4", 225, 230 pounds, depending on what I ate the last couple of days. Uh, Subway or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they sent me a chair that's designed for people um, up to 5'9", and 220 pounds. So. so that's, the height is even too short for me. Yeah. And I, I was looking at, like, the back of the chair, and I was looking at some of their other chairs, and I don't really know how much taller a back gets. And, like, in, as I'm sitting in this now, like, it's not as uncomfortable as I was afraid it was going to be. Um, I can definitely tell it's it's a lot more of a supportive chair. Um, it was very easy to put together. Um, so that, that was cool. And the materials are, are – it feels sturdy. I had another gaming chair that I purchased off Amazon years ago that I actually did physically break and I, I wonder if I broke it because I was maybe over the weight limit of it or I don't remember or it's just kind of the way that I sit sometimes if you guys ever watch me on stream sometimes you can see that I kind of like cock over to the left I'm a little uh, of a sit kind of cockeyed so you I hang, and you hang left yes <laughs> um and that's how and then sometimes I even lift up my right leg and put it underneath my left leg which I think is how I pulled my hamstring last week now that I've been thinking about it more <laughs> <laughs> man this chair has been like a revelation yeah so um but this one definitely like the arms feel better and the, the the back pillows the material definitely feels better than the the, the previous chair that i had that wasn't like a, a name brand uh, gaming chair so um comfort wise like i don't my wife actually found this serta like the company the mattress company serta uh this chair she bought on like the facebook marketplace for me and i was using that in the interim for a couple months and that chair is like really soft and comfortable this one isn't necessarily like you don't sit in it and you're not and you're like, oh. but you sit in it and you definitely like you're like okay like it's designed for you to be upright you know, not a you know kick back and relax chair, um, and uh, next week if I if the podcasting uh, my internet I'm sorry if my internet holds up I will be using a new headset to podcast from the Logitech Pro headset they sent me with the blue technology. Um, so I will be taking both of my laptops to Tennessee with me. The MacBook will go, um, and my laptop will go. My Dell laptop will go, um, just because I believe that there is a program for the Logitech Pro headphones that I think is might be only PC compatible. I don't know that for sure. Everything I've seen has been so far as PC compatible. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, um, but apparently it has like an equalizer built into the mic. It's got blue technology, which is the microphones that Michael and I use now. 
Um, and if this is something that can be a headset with a portable microphone like it like that comes out of the ear cup that I can use and it has podcast quality recording, like that would be a huge bonus for us <laughs> traveling on the go and things like that. So big thank you to Logitech for sending those headphones. Um, and big thank you to Ewan for sending the chair. And um, so those are things that are going on. So if I am streaming and you want to know information about the chair or see the chair, I will happily show you the chair. I don't think I'll be, I might stream a little bit right before I go on vacation, but I'm pretty much gone like the, the night of the 19th until like the 29th. So that's of July. So, All right. That is the, my little mini rant for that. So we have some community stuff. So yeah. you want to read uh, Mr. Clapton's email? Yeah, I'll do that. Hey guys, a couple of items. One, I have the Power A charging stand for my. I know the answer to this question without even. Telling yeah. <laughs> Can the C40 use that also, or would I have to plug it in via USB cable only? You will have to plug it in by USB cable only, just because the way the Power A stands usually work is it's like a little clip on thing. And because they kind of idiot-proofed the plug-in on the C40. Dave's probably watched me because I just picked up the controller because yeah. I'm at the desk and I don't know why I do that. Uh, they they idiot-proofed how you can plug the cable in to the C40 by making like a mold around the port to where you can only put the cord in one way. I'm pretty sure that would prevent any sort of peripheral charging stand or station like, well i would al- i would also presume just a form factor of the controller would not click into the spot that charges it yeah unless it's one of those ones that like just has a little thing coming out upside down but because it's like deep into the actual controller itself even right. if you had like a power stand it just had the micro usb popping up where you plug the controller in like just upside down it wouldn't work and i think the power a stand actually charges it through the like the connector the external connector of the bottom yeah, of the, the DualShock connector, so, yeah. and this only has a headphone jack right. at the bottom. So it doesn't even have a connect. Like a, I almost want like a lightning style port is on the bottom mm. of the PlayStation DualShock Four controllers. Exactly. So, uh, so that's question, how that one's controlled. Question number two: I bought launch Destiny Two. I like the story. Never gone on a raid. What version will I need to buy to get all the story content? I don't care about the events they keep releasing during the year. Any clarification? Okay, so. I think he's talking about Shadow. Like, would well, okay, that? so like you can just buy Shadow Keep. Uh, so in September, when Destiny Two Shadow Keep comes out, you can just buy Shadow Keep, and Shadow Keep will get you um, like essentially the newish campaign, which has been you know, uh, the couple interviews that some of the guys have been doing. It sounds like it's going to be a Rise of Iron style campaign, so it'll probably be a th- three to six hour campaign. That's pushing it like like it might be a two and a half to four hour campaign um but their games have never really been about the campaigns and the stories they do tell good ones but you're done with them very quickly Uh, in terms of if you bought launch destiny 2 if you buy destiny 2 forsaken um the company yeah destiny 2 forsaken complete edition you i believe you should get what you're looking for in terms of other story stuff is that you want um Curse of Osiris, Destiny 2 Expansion, Curse of Osiris, and you also want Destiny 2 Expansion, Warmind, and Destiny 2 Forsaken. So those are named titles. Uh, That will get you most of the story content, all of the story content you need up until until Shadowkeep comes out. 
um, the annual pass introduced more in-game content with the forges and reckoning and menagerie are, are the things that they came out with in December and in March and in June um, in terms of every three months. And then with sounds like with Shadowkeep that Shadowkeep I believe is thirty nine ninety nine and that will be the Shadowkeep campaign content along with that season's content they're calling it season of the undying they just named it a couple weeks ago it's a little bit more vex themed that'll pretty much cover you for content on their roadmap from probably september 17th to like the middle of december um then going forward it sounds like that their plans are going to be seasonal content they will sell an annual pass again that will get you the next three seasons of content, which will get you the 12 months of content. I think that costs like 60 bucks. So that's pretty much the base cost of a AAA game now. Um, or if, and they, they came out and said, like, if you, if you're, if you're, if you're avid and you like destiny and you want to buy the annual pass, like, great, here's, you can buy this version at 60 bucks and you'll be good until the next thing. Or they said, if you're on the fence about it and you want to just buy Shadowkeep, like you can buy Shadowkeep. And then if we, whatever we announce for you that's coming in the next season in December, if you don't like it, don't buy it. And then what we announce for you in March is something that you think that you're going to like, then buy it. And that'll, in, that'll cost you $10, uh, roughly. Just drop my controller. Um, that'll cost you $10, roughly. So it's it's very interesting. They, they've come out and said that they, in the past, they've asked people for money up front and told them and nothing about the content that they're giving them. And they're trying to get a little bit better at that. They do understand that there might be players that are just like, it's Destiny, like like me, that's like, it's Destiny, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to play it. I, you know, until they do something that makes me not want to buy their next thing, I'm, I'm probably just going to buy the seasonal pass and just not worry about it. Or they can, you know show you like is this 10 you know here's what we're gonna give you is this 10 bucks worth your 90 days and we'll find out is that a substantial way to to run a company i i have no idea <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> yeah so i mean it, it's it's interesting but um i think the i'll look it up while michael's like reading the next question but i think that the destiny 2 forsaken collection thingy is not that expensive and the it's end twenty dollars i just looked it up yeah so Game 1999 yeah so 1999 what does it say it includes michael uh there's like a hold on let me pull that up again uh but it had like a picture of destiny 2 and then a picture of a pyramid gamestop does not let me zoom in on the images yeah so that picture of the pyramid is curse of osiris and then there yeah. should be a picture of like um I, you probably wouldn't know what it is but like a war mind looking thing like a giant mars background Yes. Red and black. Uh, yeah. I'm looking it up because on Amazon they have a better picture. Yeah, expansion. It says Destiny Two Expansion One, Expansion Two. Yeah, and Forsaken. Right? And Forsaken, yeah. uh, Collector's Edition, and it's twenty dollars. And yeah. it looks like that this might be the price because yeah, every that's site the price for yeah for all of that yeah. So it's nineteen ninety nine. That's then, almost like, tempting think, for me, but I know yeah. better. I won't play it. <laughs> and then I think the annual pass, you can pick the annual pass up, which is a digital thing. It's like 12 to $15 right now. Mm-hmm. But that just – the only reason I would say to pick up the annual pass – and again, I don't know how this is going to work. The only reason I would say to pick up the annual pass is to help with your power leveling, to make sure that you're on par for Shadowkeep. But they always do a good job of introducing some catch-up mechanic, and I'm sure there will be something else in September if you choose to do it. Uh, then he went on, uh, third question, love the Toriel cast once a month would be awesome. It's not a question, it's a statement, my bad. That's uh, up to we, Glenn. Yeah, we have no idea. We didn't even know he was going to do that. So, yeah, if he's once a month, we do not know. But I'm sure but he would please, appreciate please that Please send feedback. him any and all feedback. Any and all feedback that yes. you want to send him. Any and all feedback. 
number four, uh, I would love to hear deep dives on specific games where you play a game and talk about what you're doing, spoilers and all. I won't watch streams, but would listen to someone playing a game if you could make it interesting. We've talked about doing spoiler casts, but the problem we used to have is getting like three people all on the same page for a spoiler cast. It might be something more feasible with uh, me and Dave can do when there's a story-based game that we happen to both have copies of. If we well, were to you, do it, you, you piqued my wife' interest with with Okami. Okay, she started, so she I, started looking at that, and I'm like, and she's like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "It's a Zelda clone." She's like, well, "Have you played this?" I go, "No." And she goes, "Why yeah. not?" I'm like. I don't know. It was on you sale like Zelda for games. Yeah. It was on sale for like $13. I don't know if it's still on sale now, but yeah. it's $20 usual usually. Right. Like right now there's not really any specific story games that me and Dave would have access to two copies, so we'd probably have to pick a game in our backlog. Which and could be Horizon for both of us. Yeah, it could be Horizon for both of us. Or Maybe Spider-Man we should for just, me. So just dedicate it. Yeah, and I could play Spider-Man again. I didn't do my and Detroit. Plus. Detroit's been free, you know, free on plus mm-hmm. now, so that could be yeah. something we do too. So. so if there's an old game you'd want me and Dave to play through, we could probably definitely do that. Just because uh, getting multiple review copies is kind of difficult. And also, there's nothing really coming out anytime soon that would pique both of our interests. Yeah. And then when the stuff does start coming out, we're going to be fighting back and forth between what we're covering and not covering. Because I know mm-hmm. a lot of you want to know my impressions of Borderlands and a lot of you want to know my impressions of Destiny because they're very similar genre games. But they come out seven days within each other. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of shooting. <laughs> yeah. Which means I might have to help out on Borderlands, even though I'm right. like kind of iffy on the franchise. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he just ends it up. Thanks, Joe, from Google Voice. Uh, do you want me to keep leaving these those messages? Like, yes, please send us voicemails and uh, emails. Uh, the voicemails, we've been getting spammed a lot by, I believe, our Chinese spam. It's like a robot that's just been spamming our voicemail thing. But yes. It's probably uh, the you, same person that's doing it in the forums. Yeah, probably. <laughs> So we do see the voicemails. Sometimes they get a little bit lost in the shuffle because we've been getting spammed. But yeah, we do we do appreciate the the voicemails and emails are always fine too. Uh, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, uh, I know you answered this on Twitter, but it's still relevant. If it's still something, I'm sure that'll go back to this price again. So Ben Warren is writes: Is the twenty dollar price point worth picking up the PS Classic? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I like for for me it's like yeah if you want like a cool thing to put on display as a display thing it's kind of cool and neat and i guess if you're gonna hack it it's pretty cool to to have a, like a hacked ps1 classic that would be the only reason to do it if you do not plan to hack it and you don't care about like having like a cool little trinket on your shelf if you're getting just it just me. to play i do not care <laughs> If you're just getting it to play these classic games and you're not going to hack them or fix the games that are on there that are kind of the wrong version, it's not worth it. It's not. It, 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 to me, it's not worth it. But if you do plan to hack it, though I can't endorse hacking because we like companies. Um, if you don't plan to, 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 to do some homebrew on it and you don't really care about having like something cool on your shelf... It's not worth it. Like the games that are on it, there are better versions of the game on PS4, old PS3. Game is old. Old game is old too. Yeah, that that is also a factor. <laughs> it does not age as well as you think it does. You will play these games for twenty minutes, and you're be like, ugh, I don't want to play this anymore. And games that you would consider PS1 classics, like 
that aren't even on there, like the Spyro games, the Crash games, those aren't on there, and you can get HD versions of those games that are like full remasters. And Metal Gear Solid had a good re, uh, uh, remaster on the PS3, so there are better ways to get these games on modern controllers that aren't mini. Non-analog gaming sucks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it depends. Also, if you have the if if you have twenty dollars to spend and you plan to play around with it, like I almost bought it because twenty dollars was my my trigger for it but i i withheld and just bought marvel ultimate alliance i bought something way more expensive you withheld withheld and just <laughs> used that money to something else because i couldn't justify buying the 40 dollars worth of retro games that i already bought on psn <laughs> and then doing this but yeah it, it 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 depends on what you plan to do with it and that 20 dollars is a good price if you're gonna mess around with it what is it like? Twenty games on there, so it was like a dollar game, something like that. It's yeah. it's not a lot of games, and even the games that they picked, it doesn't have dual shot. It doesn't have the analog sticks, so it's just like, uh, why? All right, I'm gonna take this next question. You're gonna take the last two because mm-hmm. one of them one of them is for you, and the other one I have no idea what it is. Okay. So uh, Stephen Wren. Um, writes uh just started to play detroit become human i've forgotten how good the storylines in quantic dream games how, how good the storylines quantic dreams creates or created this is now my second favorite game by them behind fahrenheit what is your favorite Did they do fahrenheit yes fahrenheit it's also called indigo prophecy in the u.s so if stefan is from not oh. the u.s it's uh, indigo prophecy have you played what what uh, Quantic Dream games have you played? Four hours of Detroit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, for me, it's gonna be because uh, I haven't played Detroit yet. I only played half of Beyond Two Souls before I kind of just checked out. It would be Heavy Rain. I love Fahrenheit, but it's it doesn't hold up now. It, it, it's a PS2 game and. Old David game is Kane. old. <laughs> the, the old game is old. Yeah, it's one of those things where you see the ambition, you see the blueprints for what would become Heavy Rain and Detroit and Beyond Two Souls, but he just David Cage just didn't have the tech on the PS2 for it. It's only fun to play now as a morbid curiosity because it has some awkward, awkward stuff in it. I even like I I know it's not as bad as like when we reviewed it when it came to PS4, but like Heavy Rain, people are saying just didn't age well either. It was great for what it was at the time and came out, but even the- then, Heavy Rain was great for. So Heavy Rain's my favorite Quantic Dream game, but even then, when it came out, it wasn't the greatest thing ever. It was a cool idea that they eventually found like a comfort level with. But even then, uh, some of the voice acting, because it was like mostly like French voice actors trying to do like a Boston accent or a New York accent and just was really rough, uh, like dialogue, both in the writing and how it was being acted. So it, it, it's it's kind of a rough game and I know it might not hold up as well as it did back then, but even then I would say back then it was a pretty flawed game. Yeah, I mean, I, I need to you know force myself to play some of these games differently and stuff like that and you know like it's it's the one of the worst things though is when i think about trying to play my backlog or play other games i know you tweeted about the backlog and even for me just playing other games um i almost feel like i have to like schedule myself to play Mm -hmm. these games and then that starts to feel like work and then i don't want to do it yeah it it definitely is especially 
it's even harder for you because you you have like kids with like extracurricular activities that you probably need to like round up and you know, all that extra stuff. But yeah, t- tackling the backlog is super difficult, especially we we. Yeah. we if you guys would be fine with us not talking about new games, me and David could probably tackle our backlog for the next, like, two years. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's enough stuff in our backlog that it's like, hey, if you guys want the best of the PS4 from four years ago, me and Dave got you covered. And the, the same thing, like, in terms of, like, anytime we're playing anything, like, even if it's not a game that you guys, like, enjoy or anything like that, if you see one of us streaming, and even if you just... Like it's a it's a it's a small little thing, but just drop into the stream and just just say hi. Like don't I don't care if you can't sub to us. I don't care if you can't donate bits to us. I don't care about any of that stuff. I care about interacting with the community, playing a game with you guys that I enjoy playing, and maybe you enjoy watching. If you don't enjoy watching it, don't watch it. Um, but just drop in and say hi. Just wanted to you know say hey, great job on the podcast this week, or write something in chat that says you know like I don't agree with what you said. Like I would love to hear those kind of things, whether they're on Twitter or on Facebook or on Twitch chat forums, like anywhere. Yeah. So like just let us know. Like if we're you know like and I, if I'm playing Destiny, and you don't like it, I get it. You know, just drop in and say hi. You know, or drop in and if you have the ability to resub to us, like or even to sub to us, just sub. I promise I'll see it. I promise I'll or- say thanks. If you see us playing something on stream and you suggest another game or like, I would like to see you play this game. And if we have it, maybe we'll stream it. Yeah, I'll write it down. Mm-hmm. I keep track of everything. <laughs> so. Oh, he does. He does. <laughs> like to a bad point. So, <laughs> uh, so. so the the uh, the next question is from Dave Walters. Oh, Thoughts take a on- nap. Hmm? It's only take a couple seconds. I know, I know. (laughs) Thoughts on uh, Brock Lesnar getting another title run? That guy's how old is he? I dude, he's like in his mid Mid to late thirties. Really? I think. Yeah, he was. He's he was super. Wasn't he wrestling like in like an Olympic champion like in two thousand? But he when he got into WWE in the early two thousands, he was only like twenty. He was the youngest WWE champion. What is his age? He's oh no, he's forty two. He's forty two. Yeah, I was like. That man is old. Old yeah. man is old. Like, Brock Lesnar winning, I mean, they gave him the money in a bank contract, so he knew he was going to be, you, everyone knew he was going to be the champion, and Seth Rollins has been really, really boring as the champion, so it makes sense to take it off him. Because, Dave, you could probably, uh, like, understand some of this stuff. A lot of times what happens with, like, the good guys is the journey for them winning a championship is super entertaining but once they have the championship it's just like what now right and the, the one that i can correlate that to that you might actually be impressed by with this because this is when i watched wrestling um the journey of mankind before he mm-hmm. became a champion and then when he was a champion it was like okay he did it and it's like okay now it's not as cool anymore exactly and that's the current <laughs> problem they had is like seth rollins had like a multiple month journey to beat brock lesnar for the title he had the title and it's just like oh i don't have a bad guy to fight anymore and Brock Lesnar isn't entertaining doing like a multiple month journey. Yeah. So you bring him back, you have to put the title on him and then let the good guy climb back up there. Yeah. They spent a lot of time too, like post, you know, post uh, Dwayne Johnson leaving mm-hmm. and Stone Cold's injury at the same time. They lost them both around the same time. But that mm-hmm. was like, that was your foundation of wrestling was The Rock versus Stone Cold. Like their rivalry back and forth. Exactly, yeah. So you always have to rebuild, and even then, like, they swapped who was the good guy the bad guy with them a couple yeah. times, because it's just like, yeah, it's not entertaining if, you know, one guy's always the good guy, and 
It's just how it is. So Brock Lesnar is like the ultimate bad guy. He looks like a fucking boss battle. Like he looks like if you were make a human being a boss battle from a game. So yeah, it just he'll, makes he'll sense. He'll win the title and they'll bring up some new up and coming star that'll take him down. It'll take a couple months. And yeah. Then and Brock it, will move on and then this guy will become the, the bad person. Yeah. And it, it's just one of those scenes where it's he makes you want to see him lose because you don't think he's ever going to lose. So he's like the good champion to put on there. Cause it's like, Oh, no one's going to be able to beat him. And then when nice. someone does, it's like, Oh wow. He's kind of like their version of like the New York Yankees or whatever. Basically. Yeah. It just, yeah. he, he's going to win always. And when someone dethrones him, it's the greatest thing ever. Okay. Moving on to the next question. Back to video games. Everyone give everyone a couple seconds to snap back the wake. Okay. Uh, Joe uh, Cartwright What's your guys' thoughts on Save Wizard PS4 Max? Reminds me of the old Game Shark. So what the hell is this? I didn't know what this was until he put this in our Facebook page. Save Wizard Max is basically like he said, it's a Game Shark thing. For sixty dollars, it's a goddamn. It's a PS4 <laughs> save editor. So if you have a PS4 that is on firmware 4.70, which they already just updated today past that. I forget exactly what it is. I, I ain't on that one no more. This is a save editor that has 1,800 video games on it, and the saves have been hacked, and you can edit the saves around to boost your currency, health, all that sort of... Wait, me- wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop. So you said how many games? 1,800 games. 1,869 games are in this mode right now. Or in this wizard PS4 thing you buy. So, let's say Assassin's Creed Odyssey is in there. I can manipulate a save to make me have a bunch of the XP and the and the, and the currency I need to buy things? Is that what you're saying as an example? Yes. yes. But I have to own and the game. You still have to own the game, yes. Okay. But this but it costs sixty dollars for this. It costs sixty dollars for this, and they tell you it won't work if you have anything over firmware four point seven zero. How the hell has Sony not shut this company down? I do. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I, I mean, they say under the firmware update, and this and, is and, why we get firmware eight point seven point two two point two 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 point two. That says this is why we stability. Get the this is stability. stability. <laughs> and, and the reason they have to do that. And they're always adding games. They just added a game July 13th. They added Battle Chasers Night War. They added the Japanese cheat save for it. Yeah, and you basically pay $60 and it gives you access to a save editor. So you just, you know, pop your save into USB or pop this save into USB into your system. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And it's, it's this is where I Please think Please tell cheat. me that these people don't hate my... If you buy this and you hate microtransactions, you're a hypocrite. I know, right? Because you're I'm basically you're paying $60 to get the microtransactions eliminated. But the, So they list 1,800 games on their thing, and they have the whole list of games. They have three different versions of Arkham Asylum because it's the U.S., Japanese version, and EU version. So right there, they're already, so it's really there's multiple only versions. Like 800 games. Pretty much, because they have uh, a bunch <laughs> well, of Assassin's Creed I look at a lot games. of these games, too, that, like, I mean, I use Assassin's Creed Odyssey as, a, as an example just because it's kind of what jumped in my head, but, I'll, and you wonder why these companies are putting all this stuff on their servers. Mm-hmm. And stuff like, like this. And, I, don't and, have a, I don't have a save account. I'm, I don't have a cloud save for Destiny on my, on my PS4. 
Yeah, I, I like the idea of having like a game shark sort of element, but $60 for this, and it also requires just a little bit too much um, work for you because you have to keep your PS4 out of firmware, which means you're on, you're blocked from playing online, which is a good thing because if you can use the save editor to tweak your character profile and everything like that, you can do some real damage online. So I guess this is kind of cool if you're willing to pay $60 for it. For a, a PS4 that you just don't connect to the internet, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't care about updating your PS4. And they, so this $60 does access, you get access to free access to future save mods that they add to this later on. Because I guess there's a, someone who's just constantly... Or, as long as you don't accidentally update your firmware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they're well. they're adding new games pretty frequently... And updating games, too, because, like, I have their list on their website, and there's, like, little flashes. Like, I have the whole list of games on there right now, and there's, like, updated the uh, Neo China edition has been updated July 13th with new stuff. Okami's on here. Okami HD's on here if you want to max out your character. I I, I can't. I'm on the correct firmware. Yep. Well, I mean, you're going to have to just... So what you do is you factory reset your ps4 nope (laughs) and to stay on whatever factory reset ps4 is even if that's even how that works uh yeah i just feel like you'd be out 60 bucks if you just like accidentally connected your ps4 to the internet or just like accept hit hit x on a firmware update you would because i i I don't even think because you know you can get to like the bios of the ps4 you do like the button combination on the machine and then you can like flash go into safe mode or whatever yeah I maybe you can use that to update to an older firmware, but you'd probably have to factory reset your PS4 to to, to and to then factory pa- ha- have this old firmware on a thumb drive. Yeah, it's it, it's bizarre, but I'm out. Too much work. It, it is way too much work and too much work, too much money. I'll just buy a game for that much. Yeah, and I don't really get the. I'd rather just play the game, like maxing out stuff. You know, having like. Unlimited health and ammo was cool in Grand Theft Auto, like San Andreas and Vice City. Yeah, but even then, like, man, I remember using Game Shark and Game Genie and stuff like that as a kid. Like, and you still kind of like, as you're playing the game and you're laughing, yeah, you're having fun as you're just mowing through everything. There's that little party that's like, I, I didn't earn this. You'd be surprised how many people don't have that and they cheat online and then. Are just oh yeah, like, trust I me, I've had God. I've had multiple conversations with my son about just like even leaving the difficulty level on his creative characters in NBA 2K at like at you know like expert instead of like all star. I'm like, okay, if you're scoring like 60 or 80 points a game and you're only losing two regular season basketball games in the season, mm-hmm. need time to up time to up the difficulty level. Whoa. Yeah, and also, what's the point of just <laughs> like crushing people? Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I just wish there was like more listed on their site of like what these cheats are. Because if it's what just does a this che- site look like? Is this like a, a relatively professional looking site, or is it a sketchy looking site? It looks like a Squarespace, like a basic like Squarespace looking site. Like they're does it look like they're getting hundreds of people to give them sixty dollars? <laughs> not really, but they could be very uh, thrifty and are making yeah. sure. Like it just has like a big <laughs> PayPal is sixty dollars. Maybe we'll just like Sony will never see us. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so requirements a computer, a USB storage device that's compatible with your PS4, internet connection, and then 6.70 or below is supported. 
Yeah, and so some of the features includes real cheats, can also reassign existing saves from others, automatically download the latest cheats and supported games to the PC software. Quick mode allows cheats to simply quickly apply, advanced mode to modify your own save, automatically back up your saves before performing modifications, reassign any PS4 save to your own account, allow up to three PSN IDs to be registered and three clients to be activated at one time. So basically you can share this with two other people. No subscription, free update and supports. Save Japan is not for use in Japan. That's a weird one. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. I, Joe, if you use this, I would really like for you to like back on Facebook, like let us know what games you've used this for. Like I'm not judging you if you've used it. I know I could. I'm fascinated I, I, by it. Yeah, like it sounds very interesting. I would like to hear if you've used this. So, and like what games you used it for, and how much fun you did or didn't have with it. That would I would really like to hear that, Joe. Yeah, like, I'm so interested could, in yeah. if it allows you to modify your own save. I want to know what that looks like, and yeah. want to know what you can do in that. Because it looks like they do have um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was added okay. to this. And the, yeah, and I'm curious though, like, because some of the game updates and the game patches require more updated firmware. Mm-hmm. So, God of War is on here. Get max XP, max hex silver, a gold, ancient heart, ruble. Yeah, and more. Yeah, no, it's this is like i was looking at the site earlier this is like fascinating like thank you for letting me know that this exists because I'm, I'm just curious now I might look up youtube videos for it yeah so um that is it for our questions and feedback for the week so thank you guys very much for sending that in um like we've mentioned before go ahead and just use hashtag ask ps nation whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or you can send us a message on Facebook you can send us a message on Twitter you can um leave something in the forums like we see all of that i see i see most of that michael sees the stuff that i don't see each one of us kind of covers our own area um so please continue to send us stuff it doesn't have to be gaming related all the time um you know as we're in the kind of some of this like i've you know i talked about it like this dull of summer like there's some interesting you know i think michael and i've had some interesting conversations with the time that we spent together recently so i think there's some other interesting things that you guys could learn about us um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Again, you can send us an email at podcast at psnation.com. You can leave a voicemail for Glenn at wdt-torgo. Just go ahead and do that just for the hell of it. Just leave one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, psnation.com is obviously the website that you can go to. And psnation.com slash forums is where you can go check out the forums and go through all, you know, after you get past a little bit of spam that's in there recently, a lot. Um, there's, there's some good conversations going on in there. Leave comments on the podcast title in there if you want to. And um, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash page. Again, you can just leave a review on Facebook for us. If you can't leave it on any of the podcast services, we would appreciate it. Send us questions. Just write directly on the wall. I guess if it's still called the wall, I don't even know. Just write something for us and we'll check it out and I'll see it. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter. So the main account is at PSNation. Uh, Michael's account is at the first MJC, And mine is at the Destiny Dave. And follow I have us. looked... Yeah, and I have looked into seeing if I can. I've tried to do a bunch of stuff with my good Dave hunting thing, so um, I've gotten my Instagram and stuff like that to switch over to that. I might try to do a little bit more of that with the going to the Smokies. So I'm curious to like, would anybody care if I change my Twitter title again? Um, but hey, I'm just I saying. Might, I might not. I remember Glenn and Josh were upset that there was twenty something thousand followers on Twitter, and they only had a certain amount of followers. I'm just saying. I only have 652 followers. 
Do you guys not love me? <laughs> Follow me at the first MJC. Yeah. So, I mean, it gives us, you know, interaction on our Twitter, just like on the main account, like, you know, little things sending us, you know, stuff like it's, it's encouraging for us. I've got, you know, I got some messages and stuff this week that help, you know, the mentality of things that are going on in, in, in our lives, whether it's, you know, like just everyday lives of Michael having to go to work and or Michael's moving and trying to get comfortable in his new house and me like trying to go on vacation and whatever wants to go wrong with the cars goes wrong with the cars or, you know, things like that. So any kind of, you know, interactions that we can have with you guys as a community is nothing but normally uplifting. <laughs> I have quality wrestling retweets. Nope. Yeah. That does nothing for. Yeah, you good. I use my. I, I, every once in a while, I respond to you with like a you know a wrestling gif. Yeah, and I every time I'm like, stuff. oh, Dave. <laughs> I'm gonna f- start looking up Destiny gifs. <laughs> Just find the Cade thumbs up thing. You'll be fine. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Just kidding. So, all right. Um, Michael will definitely talk to you next week. Um, I will tweet out. If I will not be on the podcast. Uh, yeah, if he's not on, I'm going to have my friend Josh on before anyone freaks out. And if they see next week in a feed that there's a Josh on, it's it, it's a different Josh. It's a friend from high just, school. You're just going to have to legally change his name for the, that, that, that two and a half hour period or whatever, that two hour period you record. Maybe, maybe I will. I will <laughs> just don't call him that because it's probably going to send like triggers through the world. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope everyone has a great week. We will. I will maybe talk to you next week. You will hear from Michael next week. If not, I will send a whole lot of pictures of being in Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains. Please send me suggestions of things that I should do while I'm there as well to maybe get away from my in-laws. Good food places, probably. <laughs> Pigeon Forge. That's like a tourist trap, dude. It's like Orlando. Oh, okay. So, yeah. A lot of All McDonald's. Right. Yeah, I hope everyone has a great week. Talk to you later. See ya.